All right. One, two, three, four. That was a weak clap I made, but I, you can see it. Yeah. <laughs> Mine was shitty, too. All right, sweet. scout thank you uh joe for telling me about this person yes uh i no longer recall how i came across it her them <laughs> but uh yeah. it's good Catherine paul there you go yeah no relation to lena ah um. <laughs> uh, too bad a uh, good album of grungy um, 90s revival, girl rock. Yeah, uh, I love guitar. Like, uh, I noticed the thing that stands out compared to other rock uh, that's out these days is uh, guitar solos, like, that have yeah. feeling. Yes. You know? Nobody does that shit anymore. Yeah, it rocks. I think um, I was thinking about this that we are interested entering at this interesting phase with the nineties revival, because after the nineties, like some music, some of that music kind of got cut off in terms of like its natural evolution. Like it's not like the two thousands were kind of, it's like we had the next iteration of mainstream rock after nineties alternative, but now we're kind of seeing where it goes when there, you know, there aren't some weird commercial limitations on that, you know, um yeah and maybe uh, that's how it has to happen for that reason like in 20 year cycles yeah uh, yeah stagnation and I, I just think we're branching off from the the cycle a little bit here with the rock that's coming now which is which is cool yeah yeah no but i'm saying maybe that 
you know, there's the nostalgia cycle, but maybe there's an innovation cycle that tags along with it, you know? Yeah. 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 While you have derivative hacks at the same time, you have people using ideas to make new stuff, which is great. That's not like the nostalgia innovation cycles. Like that sounds like a, it's very Silicon Valley book. Yeah. Oh my God. We could, this is the savage beast method to business success. We're writing this, Joe. Did I, did we, I, I don't think we talked about this. I once like picked up a book about, um, like the science of music, like the out, you know, how it worked, like why you like the songs you like that. It had some uh-huh. title like that. And I was like, this is, it was like super intense. Like, I was like, this guy is like very, uh, you know, combining, uh, scientific with the you know the universal then it's just like oh yeah but he's some you know stanford guy who helped yeah. start pandora yeah <laughs> yeah and i was like huh yeah i don't see really see how that that guy's general theory could i don't know it's it might be interesting who knows but i did but find out that Pan- pandora was originally called savage beast really yeah it was something like that that's funny yeah huh um shit i just had a good thought totally went out um we're talking about before you said pandora stanford yeah douchey scientist (laughs) it's too bad um the company was founded in 2000 as savage beast technologies that's really funny Mm -hmm. uh man we could have been the pandora podcast yeah in that case maybe you were um, maybe you were thinking about something about people starting a startup joining a startup no, it's too it's, it's this gone. is not gonna work it's gone yeah it's i would have to stop talking for like a minute yeah 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 <laughs> we're not gonna do that yeah no um but uh yeah black belt eagle scout um it's a good good name for a native american artist yeah yeah uh I say this without, you know, rancor. Uh, uh, they have access to a lot of good names that they can appropriate <laughs> without without any worry, and it's I'm, I'm jealous. That's true. They've earned it. Arguably, black belt is appropriation. I guess hmm. that's true. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That that and could so be was Eagle Scout. That's actually the scouting movement was a South African British thing. Hmm. I hmm. like it. Yeah. Ooh. This is a good. This is a good name. um it (laughs) sounds that's funny i heard it you know i guess you just hear the word eagle and you see native american you go yep that makes sense um and then scout also i guess Mm -hmm. but then uh i mean it's like double reverse appropriation because eagle scout sounds kind of appropriated to begin with yes yes the eagle yeah yeah um well we can um when she's on the pod, we'll ask uh, how she appropriates these things, how she feels about it. Challenge her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. I've been. I, you know. There's been. There's been some good music out there recently. I've been enjoying it, mm-hmm. as usual. But uh, <laughs> I've been trying yeah. to listen more this year than I did last year. Yeah, I'm catching up. I'm doing more. It's um, kind of working. <laughs> no it is working for me except travel fucks it up and i've been traveling for work um frank ocean 
canceled his Coachella 2023 weekend two headlining set, Jeff. Well, the first one went real bad. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, it's been the talk of the town. Uh, oh, he broke his leg. Uh, well, he. I maybe. I guess that's what he's saying now. But he also apparently like was supposed to have an ice rink on stage, and then at the last minute, like decided to melt it down and and just have people walk in a circle around him instead of skating. Then people, <laughs> people were like, "Is that true?" He was also just kind of hanging out, like in a tiny hole underneath a giant video screen. Uh, okay. <laughs> it sounded pretty <laughs> it bad. Really bad. Yeah. Hmm. Well, uh, quote uh, quote Frank Ocean: "There is some beauty in chaos." Yeah. Mm. Deep good <laughs> good one there, Frank. Yep. Um hmm. <laughs> But uh uh he um he makes some good music, so he does. Not everybody has to be uh sane. Yeah, a good Coachella headliner. Yeah, honestly, uh, pretty low on my list of priorities for music artists. Yes. Um, although uh, our favorite band, Radiohead, is quite good at it. Uh, neither of us would really know, but yes. That's true. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I feel the Coachella seems like a thing that as a, as a music fan right now, like it's like, oh, like you should go to just be like, yeah. what is this? But it also feels like we missed we missed out on it. Yeah. Hey, I remembered what I was going to say. Yes. <laughs> Is it about Lena uh, Paul? So it was about no. <laughs> it was about the nostalgia cycle. Oh. Um, and just how like the boy band nostalgia twenty twenty five year nostalgia cycle had been going on like mm-hmm. for a few years here now. Um, but now like I was at a conference recently, and um, the subject of some. Uh, new metal festival came up and there was a young woman who was you know like seven years younger than us mm-hmm. a, a woman uh who was in the conversation she was just like she's like affirming like yeah those are all my favorite bands you know puddle of mud uh stained <laughs> you know um limp biscuit uh i wasn't so much into corn that kind of thing i was just like this sucks nuts <laughs> um <laughs> Those bands, those bands don't deserve a nostalgia cycle, but it shows you how much it just is. Like, it just actually is a nostalgia cycle. It's people who were who were thirteen turning thirty five and having money, and then Ugh. hey, now it's time to sell things to them. There's no re- revival of those kind of bands, is there? Yes, no. That's what I'm saying. This person was there was a festival of those bands, and this one was like, yes, I would be excited to go to that because those were all my oh, favorite bands growing up. Right, right, right. A festival of those actual bands, but not like yeah, yeah new bands oh. that sound like them well there will be soon god no um, that's that's what i think that's trying the point of trying to make that like we br- we're branching away from that because it sucks and there's not no, like the see, commercial pressure to go there okay see my theory was that like when we were enjoying this grunge revival over the last uh eight to eight years to now um you know that was just people our generation becoming mid-30s and now it's happening for the people right after us I don't believe uh, it. I don't believe, but see, I I think that like, <laughs> I mean, I, I seriously, I don't think that kind of music has captured the eighteen uh, year olds that are making music right I, now. I don't think they're okay. into it. Maybe I will actually disagree with that. Okay, uh, uh, I think if you listen to a lot of that, it's not that kind of music hasn't been like revived as such. Yeah. But 
I think there is a pretty heavy influence from it on like whatever you call that like uh, abrasive hyper digitized pop stuff that kids put out now on SoundCloud like you know ang- I think they're angry white kids maybe <clears throat> it's probably all multicultural now um but uh you know I, do you know the kind of music I'm talking about it's like teens and it's like really frenetic and there will often be screamy ish vocals or raspy vocals and it's like kind of like rock but kind of like yeah uh, super aggressive electronic music at the same time i haven't heard that much of it but i think i know i know what you mean yeah it's so the artists are so ephemeral that i can't even remember their names yeah um okay yeah i I guess i remember pitchfork being like there's not even a name for this genre so i don't know what to call it i guess i could see that yes that's true there is a connection there yeah that's just to me every time when every time i hear about that hear that i think of hyper compressed new metal riffs yes which suck uh they suck so bad yeah well um the nostalgia cycle for regardless of whether new people are doing it and hopefully you're right and i'm wrong um uh it's still disappointing to see them even getting you know obviously it happens to every band but reunion cycles you know uh are you ever nostalgic for old porn no, every time I see old porn, I'm like, God, it's... why were we looking at all these perms? Shave your bush. Are you, no, I mean, I mean, porn from your like oh. your youth, not like '80s porn. Yeah, I mean the 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 perms were definitely there in the '90s. Yeah. Uh, no, there yeah. are no specific videos. Thankfully, uh, yeah, no, I don't make a. Yeah, that would be. I, I, you know, it's it's uh uh maybe maybe some particular Reddit girls. Hmm. Yeah, there you go. Well, see, it's more that like it's it's that you just remember that like from like when you were twenty, you were like there's certain certain porn that was like this is <laughs> no. good. No, I don't. But it would be more, uh, that would know, be okay, highly wait, no. amusing to be to encounter it again. Okay, okay, okay. Wait, this actually comes back to music, and we'll lead into the intro. Okay. Uh. I can't even say the name of it, but there was a site that like back in the days before, you know, before Pornhub reinvented mm. the game and just mm. made streaming clips readily available. Right. Yes. Um, uh, you had to you had to hunt for like, you know, AVIs, MPEGs. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was there was uh, this one some, you know, CD production, you know, independent production company that posted Internet videos and like. They would post all their preview clips in a folder that if you dug around, you could just, you know, access the folder and just download all the clips um, because that's how things were back in the day. Right. Um, uh, you know, it was just like finding a folder on somebody's hard drive full of video files. Um, anyway, so there's this one. Uh, uh, he one time brought in a male actor and he would write the, the, this, the producer would write little paragraphs along with each shoot they did. Um, and... Uh, that would go next to it. And he was saying like, yeah, this mm-hmm. actor, I'm not going to say his name, but he's the brother of a famous ro- rock star. Let's call him tick. And like, <laughs> yeah, he looks just like flea. Um, <laughs> so, well, there so, you go. So there, that is, uh, that is a memory I have of college, uh, college era porn watching that relates to music. Um, Drop the intro right there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Or a clip from uh, 2002 porn. Yeah, come on my glasses. (laughs) 
Savage Beast. Uh, I'm Joe Gallagher, and uh, with me as always, uh, he's shooting guns and losing a blackjack in Vegas, Paul McLeod. Uh, thankfully, Joe, you can't lose if you don't play. There you go. Yep. Um, I just, the I, one guy I did sit down with who was playing blackjack, he won. He was up at the end, so that was nice. That's good. Good for him. Yeah. And I was like... I, he was pretty drunk, I'm sure. I think I was definitely real drunk, and like he started winning, and I was just being like, "Yeah, woo!" And then immediately the pit boss comes over, and the dealer's like, "You gotta shut up! Like, <laughs> I want <laughs> you guys to win, <laughs> but you can't act excited. They'll come and shut you down." Uh, that's a uh, that's hilarious. It's so annoying. Why it's would like they the shut house... you down? Like, I mean, why? Well, I, I know that's I know all like... this. I know all this stuff. I mean, you know. I know, but it still is obnoxious. It's like the house doesn't even have faith in the rules it rigged. Like, right. you know you're going to win. Just relax. Let us have a good time. It'll be great. Always suspicious that something is happening. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, that's uh, <clears throat> that's uh, you know, I actually had a little that that leads me into uh, a short. Um, segment that I thought that I'd thought of probably about like two months ago. That was around the mm-hmm. last time we recorded. The last time we recorded. Um, uh, which was, and I can't even remember why we got to this, but I've seen about what the odds are that I know it's probably I think it's Smashing Pumpkins related. Like, because I was thinking about what the actual odds are that the Smashing Pumpkins would produce another oh, yeah. album that was that we would regard as great. Like, yeah, more than just on a best of the year list, like something that we would come back to in later years. Um, uh, you know, just trying to define what a, a, you know, a great album is. But for the purpose, not just the, as I expanded this, not just for the Smashing Pumpkins, but for any band, like if yeah. you were actually wagering, like would this band produce... Yeah. An album that Paul and Joe considered great, or just the, yeah, it would still be interesting to know. Yeah, for um, not necessarily for us to like it, but you know, their fans or yeah. something like that—the people who like them for what they were originally good at. Um, it's like because like big big thief, the odds would be like, you know, uh, at least even. I mean, the odds are very good. Oh, way higher than that. Yeah, yeah. but. There is, I mean, they're not a hundred percent at all. Like, I think no, she's got like, is it three or four Big Thief albums out now? Four, I feel like. Uh, yes, I think it's yeah, five. Okay, five, but then two solo albums too. Yes. So, yep. 
there's always like there's always the possibility that like bam the six year creative uh period five six years whatever it's been will dry up and that's it because that's happened to a lot of people including billy corgan yes Um, true um so and it can be sudden um or it can be like a one album you know decline where you're like oh this album's you know still pretty good and then you're like oh um but then there are also bands like uh built to spill i just listened to their most recent album and it's like each one of their albums is like 0.88 as good as the one before it yeah um, so the odds of them producing out that yeah. we think is great are, are is are low i actually think i actually think there's a chance they could do it yeah um but more so than the pumpkins you deserve <laughs> i mean like that's like 20 to 1 odds maybe you deserve mm. 20 bucks if you bet a buck on that i would go i would take that bet i would go higher um just because like they haven't ever started to suck you're uh, saying the proper sort of, ads odds would be 10 to 1 yeah i guess here's a question okay so billy corgan's later music like sucks it's terrible um yes some of it is okay uh but like the pumpkin stuff is awful yeah um uh now, part of that is it's not like he's being safe. He's making wild choices in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, so that's good. Or at least it offers the possibility of happening upon good ideas. But uh, whereas Built to Spill has just safely kind of kept doing the exact same thing literally for uh, over three decades now. Yes. Um, well... Uh, yeah. And being slightly having slightly less good ideas of how to do it each time. Um, so like, I don't know. Do you think there's more hope for uh the pumpkins case or the built to spill case? Well, my my most recent theory for the pumpkins would be that when Billy like reaches for the old uh the old sound, that it's mm-hmm. not there, that it doesn't come yeah. out. And that's what causes a lot of the uh desperate uh, trolling about for um, yeah uh, okay all these weird sounds that he's basically not able to 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 get there whether it's emotionally or uh, just skill wise songwriting yeah yeah um, I think also with the maybe perhaps with the pressure of <laughs> he's trying to like write uh, like a coded political statement you know or cultural statement yeah. all this shit now. Um, yeah, being being a resentful uh, Fox yeah. News guy. So, I mean, I think Built to Spill is like, I don't think the odds are great for either of them. Like, I would obviously <laughs> think the odds are higher. I, well, no, I guess yeah. I see what you're saying. You're saying the yeah. odds still might be Because I would much rather Fox. listen to a current Built to Spill album. Yes. But it's conceivable that at least in Billy's awareness of the fact that he needs to find something new, yeah. he could stumble upon something. True, yes. They could uh, make a really cool... Yes, yes. I could see that. A, a cool late career, just revival album. I mean, it's not going to happen. No. But I'm just saying it's... <laughs> I'm, That's, I'm, we're yeah. talking about... We're parsing fine fine differences and low probabilities. Yeah. So who, yeah, so, so who is... Um, who's right at even odds, you know? Um, I... You know, actually, I think Kendrick Lamar is an interesting question here. Yeah, that's true. That's a good one. Because, like, 
on the one hand, um, like, uh, f- yeah, I, like his last album, I finally listened to it. It's it's got a lot of really good stuff in it. It's also like he had a huge crisis of creativity for years after the album before that, apparently, as he said. Right. Um, and eventually comes out with the classic overstuffed uh, double album ish length thing that is somewhat less cohesive than his previous stuff. Yeah. Um, that feels like a, um, you know, a coming to the end of the creative run type of move. On the other hand, you know, he's the greatest rapper of all time. So, right. Um, I'm not writing him off at all. So, uh, that'll be, that'll be interesting. I think for him, the issue is, um, the struggle to find something new to say, you know, uh, he's intelligent and observant enough that I think he could do it, but yeah. it seems like what he part of what he struggled with on that album was like, well, so I sort of like reviewed my life and uh, reviewed society uh, a lot. Um, what do I do now? And he sort of, you know, is like, well, maybe I'll review my life even harder. Um, yeah, among other things. Well, that's that's so, a, a classic problem with you know once these artists are very wealthy and successful what they talk about is yeah. not relatable and maybe not even interesting yeah. to them anymore yeah i mean your day-to-day life just ceases to be much of a struggle yeah so you got to be real dark to gun it you got to be you know well there's uh, plenty to talk about speaking as a comfortable person i can think of plenty of melancholy subjects to bring into art you know? that's true but that's true yeah um it, but it's tough to make that transition and not everybody does yeah, you don't um, have people following you around telling you how great you are, and like, yeah, that's, yeah. Well, maybe you do, but I mean, like, you know, Tom York. I wouldn't say his his music is often even somewhat, you know, more humans now than it used to be. Um, yeah, but despite I assume living a very comfortable life, he yeah. uh, he keeps it pretty pretty raw. Yeah, pretty good. Yes. Well, I think, and that's they're a good one. I think I think with Kendrick Lamar, it'd be like five to one. Five to one, it's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't have that much faith. Actually, I feel like there's a chance that the trajectory is uh, is falling down. Yeah. So this is a Bayesian reasoning problem. I like it. Um, but like, I think Radiohead is like. I think that would be what I'd say is even because I think that's their. I mean, although you have yeah, to take it account, as fuck. Will like, they make they another any one? good albums? Yeah. Yeah. I, when you're in your when you're sixty or whatever they would be next time, are they that old? They're close to it. Um, uh, they're like they're no, not, they'll probably be in their mid fifties when it comes out. Yeah, yeah. I guess my parents are still in their sixties; they're not that old. Um, but I mean, yeah, rare. Rarely do artists keep it going that long. Yeah. There are few. I mean, the but. smile is so fucking good, though. Yeah. If you're like they, yeah. they went up a level. Um, I, I honestly feel like they just if it weren't at least pretty good, they wouldn't even release it. So yeah, man, the the new smile album. I think they're almost done recording it. Um, oh, God. Which is excellent. <laughs> They're just like fuck it, whatever. We can make music with yeah. those guys. <laughs> well, my my really positive thing uh, view of it is that they're trying to finish it up and go on tour because they have to release it, uh, so they can get back to making Radiohead music. Like they have a Radiohead plan for next year, and so they're. I mean, getting, that'd be great. Yeah. If it doesn't happen, that's okay. Yeah. Like Radiohead has actually given me so much. That if they uh, just devolve into the smile and never release a bad Radiohead yeah. album, I'll be I'll be happy. We should look at the Smile tour dates and and see if there's a place to see them this year. Well, there was Mexico City we were th- thinking about. That would rock. 
so hard. Um, uh, the problem is my summer is just packed. Mine is and, not because I got little kids. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll be laid off. Well, mine is packed with like work travel. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. You're back on it. You're back on that. Uh, I don't know what color horse it is. Red. They call it the convention uh, circuit. You know. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh. Let's do a couple more of these, then we'll be done. Uh, All right. I'll, I'll just give you rapid fire. You tell me what you think the odds are. Okay. Uh. Sufyan. Um, he's already fallen off, hasn't he? Um, sure. actually, I haven't listened to the to the last album. Uh, I have it on vinyl and haven't actually listened to it yet. Um, so that I guess album is uh, good. Me, the Ascension. That's not a good album. Yeah, yeah. Um, did I buy it on vinyl? I think I did. I just did. Sort of the one, the one he did with the 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 like that he co-wrote and performed with that other artist is pretty, yeah. is very good. Yeah. Um no, honestly, I think Sufjan um I have I have low hopes to be honest. Okay, um, so let's actually this this exercise since we're just going to be like, eh, for a lot of them. Yeah. Uh who's at the top? Who has like the best odds of doing it? Big Thief. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, bands at their peak, Car Seat Headrest um, probably. No, they're low for me. Uh, already... But like, I, now, I mean, if, my... I mean, who's higher though? I mean, who's higher than them in terms of bands we like know that their music's um, going? I mean, there aren't that many. Shit. Um. Uh. Black Midi. I don't know. I really like those guys. Um, yeah. True. 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 Okay. So. Yeah, I could. If you name an artist, I could give you a guess of what the odds are, but it's hard for me to like think through all the artists and uh, come up with the highest ones. Um, yeah, and I mean a lot of it yeah. is is sort of like honestly, Radiohead might be the highest because again, I just don't think they would do a bad album. It That's true. Out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you get into like the uh, is it like yeah. You know, War Paint or Ty Siegel or something like all these different like pl- people like within you know the indie world who are probably there's probably a lot of pe- there are a lot of bands where the people are in their 30s you know and and that that we would be like this band still has a chance of releasing an awesome album that we know oh yeah about. War Paint totally could or they yeah. could just have totally exhausted their genius um yeah it's that could go either way yeah um. Beyonce. I don't know. That would be the answer for most of the world. The the best. Um, I would say the best are pretty high. Actually, you know, I didn't, but I I found myself like liking their last album, but not being like holy shit, like with their previous album. So, um, wait, what? About I bet it would be very good. Is that the one? Did you the, listen the, to? Because this one was their third album. How many fucking? Uh, did you miss the one? A lot of people missed the uh, the one in the middle because it was like the pandemic album, but it's really good. I, Okay, let's see. Um, I guess I did miss Jump Rope Gazers. I don't yeah. remember this. It's a fun one. Did I? Now I have to check this. Uh. Anyway, um, yeah, the Beths are. Nope, I didn't miss it. I own it. Um, 
<laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah. If um, if Pavement released another album, the odds would be very high that we'd like. That would yeah. be my argument. But that, then again, they're probably not going to do it. Obviously, the the odds the odds would be at, if you're not considering if they're going to release an album again or not. Like the odds would be absolute way off the charts for neutral Mac hotel like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i would just assume that there's no way i could not like that yeah um just because it like there's so little neutral milk hotel that getting any new stuff that's at all like his old stuff would be great right um uh so yeah with pavement you're looking your your downside is a pixie scenario where yeah. you know just like absolutely undeniable original discography leave come back years later and it's just n- nothing but shit yeah yes steve at least uh steven malcolmus has a lot of good solo stuff um yeah. that a little bit yeah the pixies wow so bad now <laughs> terrible uh all right we've milked this gimmick give me your all right. here i have another gimmick bi- I have another Bayesian question for you about Bayesian reasoning based yeah. on music. Uh, so this uh, woman that I've been uh, that I've been you know uh, looking to date recently uh, tonight uh, via text she happened to ask, uh, "Do you like old uh, music and movies?" And uh, you know I took a picture of all my vinyl to impress her that uh, yes I do like old music. Um, um, I'm such a bro. I feel move. like that must but come anyway, up on the first date with you. I'm surprised. Well, so the first date was only two hours, and there's lots of stuff to talk about. That's you know? true. Um, I guess you got to talk anyway, about kids and that shit. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, uh, you're right, though. Um, but no, I didn't know what she likes to listen to either. Anyway, so um, she said, oh, cool. I have a couple of vinyl, too, but my two favorites um, are missing or are gone now. And I said, oh, what are they? And she said, Otis Redding and Neil Young. Okay. And, um, Good. yeah. Good so my question is, yeah. Like, uh, what does this foretell, uh, for her as a romantic prospect? To me, that's, that's a, that's two strong choices. Like, that's a really good pairing to have, uh, in that list. You've got, All right, uh, really yeah. good classic soul from a great singer, um, that, you know, absolutely okay. Now I know what to put on for making out like easy mm-hmm. um and then neil young just a top five rock guy all time yeah um that also has like you know emotional depth and um you know you have to it's not just something that would be uh you know uh something that a young person would just reach out for uh, necessarily so to me i'm saying uh very strong pairing uh a, do you agree? B, can we can we concoct the ideal two bands to list as an answer to that? Oh, I'm excited about the second part. Um, yeah, the first. So let's let's see. I'm gonna be very positive about Neil Young. I think Neil Young's a good sign. Um, mm-hmm. He is a. Uh, he's got that spirit that you know, hippie spirit, that '70s hippie spirit. That it's just, mm-hmm. um, you know, has an edge to it. And like you said, one of the best rockers of all time. And I feel like if you like his music, you kind of identify as, you know, you've got a, you've got personality, you know, mm-hmm. you've, you've probably got, you've got opinions and you're, uh, but they're, 
you know, you have to be, um, you can't be that boring in the yeah, year right, right. You as a young person and say Neil Young is cool. Yeah, I feel like that's you for other genres. It's like you know he's like an artist that you're. You can't just like kind of casually be into Neil Young these days. Like you got to be, you got to have a real appreciation for what makes good rock music. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously he still has millions of fans, but like. Um, yeah, I don't hear like Neil Young songs in the background all the time. No, you know? no, no, no. Um, like if anyone's like, you know, yeah, oh yeah, I love Neil Young. I'm like, hell yeah, like yeah. This is, we're gonna get, you know, there's something about totally. getting along. You know, we're in this together to his music. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so then you, yeah, Otis Redding though, you had other thoughts. Well, Otis Redding, when it be not Otis in particular, uh, you know, obviously I like. I like Otis, but sometimes, sometimes when it comes to like soul music and kind of classic singers, uh, singers mm-hmm. from that golden age, I yeah. just think that that doesn't predict anything. I think that's the sort of music that people could um, just kind of have as as an ornament or as background music. It's it's pleasant. It, it has like major key emotions to it. Um, and obviously the Neil Young, you know, you, you're like, okay, that makes me think that you're, you're really listening to your Otis Redding, but on its yeah. own, I, I'm just not convinced. I think there's a lot of people that would throw on, you know, Nina Simone, Otis Redding, um, and, True. and just not really be true, but we're saying like, you know, okay. So those are my two favorite vinyl. Uh, you yes. could have said instead to fill that kind of slot, like, you know, Beyonce or Kelly Clarkson or Pink or something like that. Or, you know, even yeah. like uh, uh, the fucking um, English uh, four bitches, you know, uh, that bad. <laughs> that's uh, that talk about that's that's a uh, porn I'm nostalgic for. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm talking about. I still can't think of their fucking name. Uh, um, Spice Girls. The, Spice Girls. They were, uh, I knew they were some kind of girls. Herb. herb um, anyway. Uh, (laughs) I guess they're British to be herb ladies. Um, Um, So I'm saying it's a better choice than any of those for the like, this is my fun slash romantic pop music uh, slot. I guess I guess I'm saying or more interesting choice. Otis Redding is like uh, kind of a vintage Beyonce choice. Um, Mm, Okay, yeah. In in terms, I I personally would just rather hear that than something from the last 10 years. Oh, yeah. uh, Come out as the answer. It's not a bad right. sign. I just don't take anything no. from it. No, I get what you're. I, 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 and I do appreciate what you're saying. It is sort of like a, uh, like of course, who doesn't like Otis Redding type of answer. Yeah. Um. Because um, that's about the level that I like Otis Redding on. Um. Uh. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So now then, uh, what would be the what would be the two bands you would or musical acts you would most like to hear back to in answer to that question? Well, let's see. Ideally, and let's say, you know, not like Radiohead and the Smashing Pumpkins. We don't want somebody to just be pandering. No, no, no. I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't going to do that. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. I yeah, for me, Radiohead, okay. Smashing Pumpkins fan, uh, that's, oh, man. <laughs> I think they probably only be one of those in a relationship. 
<laughs> like <laughs> you have a fight and then you're like <laughs> you're both listening to Starla really loud. <laughs> yes. yes. Um but like one bar apart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you just did other you're just other ends of the smashing pumpkin set backdrop you know like somebody's yeah. listening to jupiter's lament the other person's listening to uh, xyu you, yeah yeah and that's <laughs> you're you know things are off oh man um, this is a this is a sketch that could kill on certain yes. message boards um <clears throat> well i guess you know to start with uh to be uh, a bit of a romantic i think about like what uh my wife alex's uh favorite like anyone listening to this okay. doesn't know my wife um <laughs> three people um um like what her favorite vinyls would be she doesn't have any uh-huh. but you know that would probably well, be... she owns half of your vinyls too. yes of course um you know for her it would probably be I, I would I would guess something around like Neil Young and Jenny Lewis would be the other one. Um, okay, which is like, but Jenny, you know, that's a very solid. That that's those are great answers. I'd yeah, love to hear that. Yeah. Um, although it would be interesting to ask her. Um, but I, I think in that in that case, Jenny Lewis also. Wait, wait. Bruce would not be in your wife's top two. Yeah, I thought about that, but I was like, I don't know that she would like have. She does own a Bruce vinyl that I bought for her, so I there guess in in that that I didn't think. In about. actual fact, it is one of her top two vinyls, <laughs> yes, but she's never played it. So, um, <laughs> although I'm trying to make a record player more available to play uh, for mm. the family, um, uh, <laughs> that won't get destroyed in your house, that, right? But see, that's the point. I need a I need a second one that's kind of got some fun records. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's why I mean, but Jenny Lewis, even in that sense, like there's a wide range of uh, yeah, she's great, but there's a wide range of people who are uh, into her sort of fiery, depressive take on uh, love. I, th- life. I would just be, I would just be excited that the young lady knew Jenny Lewis, who yes. is you know more popular than your average indie person, but still an indie person. Yes. Um. Uh, and I've exciting uh, exciting thing. They opened a new club here in DC called the Atlantis, which is like Ooh. it's where the original 9:30 club was, um, not the one that I've went to in college. And I, I think it's like 500 people or less in it. Not 500, like very small. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know what's small. What's really small uh, for a club for like a yeah. I mean, uh, I've been in venues that could hold less than 100 me too yeah so it's just a few hundred people but they got all these like really amazing artists who like were there in the like mid 90s to play it um so we're seeing jenny lewis there which is cool just like a couple hundred people that's fun well being in washington dc may this atlantis too be uh swallowed by the ocean yes um yeah that would be convenient um yeah solve a lot of problems um yeah, you could have beachfront property. The kids would be excited. Okay, so what is an idea? What are you? What's your thought on an ideal pairing? Yeah. Um, hmm. What would be the most? Okay, so <laughs> there's like, uh, 
What if the answer was like, um, uh, yeah. See the yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of funny things, but it it all is just like uh, things like nine inch nails that would indicate yeah she's into uh, BDSM or something like that. <laughs> um, n- no, um, the best possible answer. You know, if she dropped some like really sophisticated jazz take on me, mm-hmm. um, you know, if she was like Charles Mingus, Mingus Ah uh, or anything on that level where it's like you have to be a fucking fan of music to know yeah. what the fuck it is, uh, that would be pretty cool. Um, e- but even I wouldn't do that, you know. Like you also have to be an obnoxious, condescending music nerd to <laughs> say that's one of your favorite yeah. uh, things in response to somebody you're trying to, you know uh attract romantically um because like i you know swans might be one of my favorite bands i'm never going to list swans uh in response to that question with somebody i'm trying to impress because right if they listen to it you know that it's curtains for me probably um yeah. you gotta gotta reel them in first before you drop swans on yeah them. Uh, um yeah so yeah uh, so, uh, you know, that kind of rules out – because that, that kind of rules out those answers now that I think about it. Because if you do drop a really over-the-top, sophisticated, annoying answer, it shows either supreme self-confidence um, or just uh, being uh, a, a, a total antisocial inability to try to relate to other people. <laughs> yes. Um, in that context. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with Charles Mingus being one of your favorite – two favorite albums. Um so, yeah, you know, it's probably um, – Neil Young is actually hard to get away from because what's great about him is he's uh, – it's very listenable. Um, it's very uh, wide-ranging. It can be pretty. It can rock. Yeah. It can be happy. It can be sad. Um, and uh, just an, an extensive discography. So you aren't even really going to get tired of listening to the same songs all the, t- the same time. Um, might be might be an ideal choice. Um Saying the Beatles is cool, but then I need to hear what your favorite album is. Um, and that's actually what would determine whether it's a good choice or not. Like if you say, uh, if you say, I don't know, there are various, th- all the different albums mean different things. Yeah. Um, uh, yes. Although, right. The Beatles is like, again, there's, just it is so dependent generic, on the yeah. album, but there's lots of, there's so many people are like into the Beatles who are just boring otherwise yeah. as people. Totally. Um, the last person who I, the last woman I talked to the Beatles about, though, we agreed that a Revolver uh, is the best Beatles, Beatles album. So, um, yeah, I thought that was you know reasonable it's the standard. <laughs> it's the standard elitist take for sure. It is, but it's also. I mean, you only have a couple choices that aren't wrong. So yeah, um, um, uh, it's just yeah. Uh, like yeah you can say that or you could say rubber soul and otherwise i disagree with you uh, yeah Um, i'm 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 like okay so this diversion like i just i i think this might be a sign of aging but i've just Uh been listening to the beatles so much (laughs) oh really yeah well sirius xm has a beatles channel and i'm just like Uh going over to it it's just i don't know it's it's it it seems like an old man thing to be rocking the that's fair but they're great. A few weeks ago, my kids and I were doing a project, hanging out, and I just put on Rubber Soul, played the whole yeah. thing. Uh, and then, no, wait, and then I put on, and I think I actually put on Revolver. I was like, 
this album just fucking rocks you know yes just, all the songs are really good yeah there's something i think right now in this in this moment the beatles are uh a very direct line to fantastic music. I mean, I know they're, you know, one of, if not the best band of all time, but it's just, it's so pure that you can listen to it and, and kind of let a lot of the, um, modern context drop away. I think because it's older. I mean, it's, it's really, it's so old. It's back, you know, like 60 years old now that, um, it's nice that it's not in any way contemporary. Um, yeah. Obviously it does relate to themes now, yet to, you know, what's going on in the world, but like it's not I don't know. Yeah. Not Um yeah. okay, so finally I'm just going to pick two things to yeah. say for my fa- for for the things. I'm going to say okay, uh Nick Cave would be a really interesting choice. Yeah. Um that would be very interesting. And then I'll do um I'll do Sufjan cuz that speaks to a soft side. Um That would be cool. And a and some sentiment yeah and some appreciation for this i mean that would it, actually be a really great if it was um uh if the sufjan was like michigan that'd be a really good sign yeah yeah but see that Sufjan's another one where you can ask the favorite album and like there are a lot of interesting answers to that um yeah okay um <clears throat> I think help. I suppose Sufjan must have been a common answer like 10 years ago among women. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, Help would be a good Beatles album to pick as like your favorite. I think that one has some of the early Beatles is coming up as as just really strong. I don't know. Oh, well, they've got kick ass melodies. No question. Um, I would say there's an interesting Neil Young thing we've discovered here. I know. It's a nice filter that you feel like if someone likes Neil Young, they're not faking it. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, ultimate, am I ultimately, like, I would say, if I'm not choosing the ones my wife would choose, I would say mm-hmm. I would want Radiohead on the list, one okay. of the two. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with I mean, yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> and then um, Bob Pablo Honey. <laughs> Um, uh, just, I just really love how do you? Yeah, and then huh? Say something wild. Say something wild. Okay. I don't know. Um, I'll say this. Here's what. Here's what I'll say is that. <laughs> You know, if you asked me, and I wasn't just like clinging to my, you know, my Radiohead collection, my like collection of my favorite bands. Um, yeah, it'd be hard for me. I'd probably would honestly answer my like In Rainbows as one of the two. But if I eliminated <laughs> that, I would say, you know, I have this amazing like remastered edition of All Things Must Pass, uh, George Harrison, mm-hmm. and then I have like uh, uh, Beach House's album. Teen Dream on vinyl, which I just love listening to on vinyl. It sounds great. And that's like, okay, you know, there's sort of, there's two things there. There's sort of, you're into the classic. It's like a good classic rock choice and a good, more recent indie rock choice. And I think nice. that would be a good place for me to look. You know? Yeah. 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 I think that's a good, that's a good combo. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, Paul, maybe if, if they have a chastity belt record, that could help for you. Boy, why did I wish you hadn't said record? Um, why? Oh, yeah, there you go. Um, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, should we? We're getting up to an hour. Should we do some Taylor Swift reading? Yeah, or did we want to talk about? We could close with that if we want to talk about uh, Danny and Peggy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's play some music. Okay. <laughs> we haven't done that in a while. Yes. Um, what track do you want to play? Uh, let me look at the list. Uh, um, what do you think is the first J name that comes up if you just search J on Cobuzz? Is Cobuzz like, is this a pretentious, is it a pretentious answer because it's Cobuzz? Um, maybe. Um, uh, I'm not going to, Jag Jaguar. <laughs> I'm not going to think of it. Johann Sebastian Bach. Oh, there you go. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I forgot. It's all the, <laughs> all the classical music freaks are the ones really using this stuff. So. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Um. Let's see. Title track that's scaring the hose, the track works for me. Yeah, let's do that. Play that shit out and touch their toes. We don't wanna hear that red shit no more. Uh, what the fuck is that? Give me the mall scroll. Stop scaring the hoes. Play that shit out and touch their toes. We don't wanna hear that red shit no more. What the fuck is that? Give me the mall scroll. Play something for the bitches. How the fuck you supposed to make money off this shit? You wanna be an MC? What the fuck you think? It's the 93. Welcome to that big league. This is y'all man's work. Fuck that hip hop and that old man flop. What an auto tune that. Give a fuck about a trash. Cause all over the scams. Catch up on me, say ain't about the bars, cause all about the brains, say ain't about the art, cause all about the brains, come on, fuck about the brains, put the money in my hand, but I buy a new chain, come on, fuck about the brains, go, 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 and I bring a new ring, but I go to the beach, oh yeah, yeah, no, that, that saxophone riff on the beat is so awesome. <laughs> that track fucks, man. I just added that to our Texas playlist. Yeah. That's a great choice. Yeah. Well, that will really annoy everybody else on the oh, show. Oh, yeah. Except for Mark. Yep. Yep. Um, um, <laughs> so that... But it, that's uh, that's pretty much what that album is like. Yeah. So. Uh, this is... Uh, the But the track and the album are called Scaring the Hose um by uh jpeg mafia and danny brown yeah which basically not our two favorite rappers but our two most dear to our hearts rappers possibly i think so i think that's a good yeah. way. well yeah i mean you know you know what i mean yeah i mean they, besides cool id well that's true For, actually yeah cool id is more like <laughs> as a as an as an icon is dear to our hearts whereas sort of in terms of their music produced during the run of this podcast it's Peggy yeah. and Danny. Yeah, truly, truly, two of the greats. Um, yeah, I don't know how you felt, Joe. That that it's like all the great uh, JPEG production you love, uh, which uh, can also become somewhat abrasive after a minute. Um, mm-hmm. 
to listen to. Yes. And then you throw uh, you throw what sound like uh, some you know uh, emailed over Danny Brown verses on it, and it's uh, it's a good effect. But you know, as people have mentioned, uh, when you see it, you sort of imagine like them like getting into it together. And because people don't actually get in the studio together anymore, you don't quite get that effect. Yeah. Um. Wait, which effect? Of like you know two rappers like you know sort of really trading off and like oh yeah 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 yes yes you know what I'm saying? um yeah you do miss that and I mean there is one of the complaints about this album is that the uh well actually the only complaint I've heard people say it's awesome but that like you can't really understand <laughs> some of the verses and bars like it's no kind of mixed low amongst the noise and uh, yeah you cross these two the weirdness it does not doesn't really harmonize it just adds another layer of uh what the fuck a lot of times (laughs) um to kind of get through yeah sometimes it really works Um, but it's not yeah yeah no it's absolutely true it is hard to hear what's going on under those extremely abrasive jpeg beats um but uh you know and it's honestly like i wouldn't even necessarily say his percussion sounds are my favorite for a hip-hop producer but his like Again, like that sax uh, bit, that sax sample, yeah. like just so good. <laughs> if you were to sit, the, if you were uh-huh. to get a million dollars, you know, to produce a more mainstream mm-hmm. track, it would be awesome. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know if he would want to. He's such a punk. Yeah, no, I, he might. He might say no. I don't know if he would yeah. say no to a million dollars, but like I, you know, <laughs> oh, he would take the money. I don't know if he would produce glossy yeah. music for you. Um. Yeah, no, he would take the money. JPEG would take the money. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, a fine album and a good time to be had if you just like listen to guys shit talk over crazy, crazy ass beats. Uh, yeah. You know, Danny is another one of those guys. Going back to the uh, the theory of once you become comfortable, it's hard to be quite as compelling. Like you know, his early music is just like, oh god, dude, your life. That's Jesus. true. <laughs> he did lose his own particular edge, although um, I thought his uh, his previous album, You Know What I'm Saying, uh, yeah. that rocked. Yeah, it did. But I mean, I guess sometimes with these collabs where he's just like, you know, like, uh, I don't know, other guest verses I can think of him doing um, or things where he's working with other people. You don't get that same raw Danny Brown thing, which is, you know, understandable. It's yeah. pretty personal when he goes hard on like atrocity exhibition and you know what I'm saying and all those albums. Yes. Yes. Uh, man, old is 10 years old. God. Is it? Yeah. 10 years. Yep. That's crazy. Yep. That's it. You know, we were, um, no, wait, we... so that album came out before we started doing this podcast. Yeah. Okay. Cause I remember we were, it came out, in uh when we were in colorado with the boys like lyle was playing that playing like the video for old for us yeah i want that old danny brown wow yeah it's been a long time (laughs) yes yes god uh yeah i mean it's funny that music is one of the things where if you start you know looking at the time between x and y you're like fuck (laughs) it, it absolutely is yeah no Albums that you think of that are, especially the thing where, you know, 
any album that came out after you turned 23 feels like a new album to you still and yes. now it's been yeah. 20 years since that time yep um well, yeah <laughs> vampire weekend uh self-titled yeah. we, we we did that yes we did <laughs> exactly yes um <clears throat> that's uh, the one that comes to mind because the strokes album feels old at least yeah, because that came out before, while I was in college. So like, oh, that was when I was. Oh, a child. so in college, in college, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yes, after college, yep, 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 yeah. That's true. There's starting to be this thing where I can I can kind of see 2005, like some of it, like my like. There's starting to be a period of my life where I'm like, okay, that was a long time ago. Those albums are old, yeah. but it's 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 slow going to get there. Yeah, the ultimate mental. 2005 album for me is a wolf parade which yeah you know does feel like okay that was obviously a long time ago um it helps that like there have been many solo albums from the people involved in the band since then but i have to like really convince myself that you know seeing sufyan on the seven swans tour in (laughs) you know 2005 in new york like yeah like no that was like that was a long fucking time ago (laughs) Oh, <laughs> like it's not the same yeah. moment. It's not the same moment in yeah. music. No, which or yeah. or New York for that matter. Yeah, no, no, it's not, not at all. That Eric uh, Adams. Yeah, that was the one thing I was thinking about. This Joe's Joe's reminiscing corner. Um, these these people like Sufjan or or I saw Ben Gibbard concert. It's people people who come to like the Bowery Ballroom there. Like you could just mm-hmm. walk, even though it'd be sold out, you could walk there out after work. And if you were one of the first like twenty five people in line, they'd be like, "Yeah, you could just buy a ticket and come in." It's just like I don't know, that vibe is not there anymore. Uh, no, no, everything is everything is corporate. Yeah, now yeah, in the world. Um, man. Okay. Well, um, yep. this album's good. It is. But it's it's experimental. Yeah. If you like, I mean, it's it's much more JPEG Mafia than it is Danny Brown. Yeah, exactly. It's like you know, it almost feels like uh, JPEG was like, oh, you know, like maybe not cynically, but you know, hey, if I get uh, if I if I release another JPEG Mafia album, sales and attention will be X. If I add Danny Brown verses to it, sale uh, attention will be Y. So. Um, not sales, obviously. Nobody buys me. <laughs> there's but, also uh, a there's a track called "Step a Pig," which is <laughs> <laughs> that is great. <laughs> He's so good at names. Um, yeah. <laughs> What's that called? Like, if you have an album and like a, someone is like, it's not an album. It's still your album as an artist, but someone is the guest for the entire album. It's a, it's a regular uh, phenomenon, although now, right now, I can't think of another example off the top of my head. I mean, you would just call this a collaboration, I I guess think. that's true. An album yeah. with collaboration. Yeah. There's also a, a track called Jack Harlow Combo Meal, which is <laughs> just a funny name. Uh, okay. So, uh, should we... Let's close things out here. Yeah. Uh, with I'm going to read a Taylor Swift article from the New York Times. Okay. Four or five thousand words. I hope not. <clears throat> uh, okay, Paul, ready? Ready for this? I have no idea what this is. Yeah, go for it. Um, you know Taylor Swift's Eras tour is going on. 
Um, I was aware that things are going on with Taylor. She's playing huge, and the bit, huge stadiums, and she plays. And people were mad about not being able to buy the tickets. Or yeah, whatever, that was a while they, ago. People have kind of reconciled that. I don't know if they just accepted. I think a lot of people just paid a thousand bucks to see her. Yeah, and um, just realized like that's what it takes <laughs> to pay to see the famous acts in the world. Yes, she's playing huge stadiums for multiple nights. And I looked at the set list, like 40 songs long, and just playing all these different songs from her, from her different albums and like the set changes for each album. I mean, it's, yeah. it's quite a production. Um, yeah. And I'm not a, I'm not a hater of Taylor Swift's music. I think, I think no, she's pod- got some great yeah. pop songs. Uh, we're pro, we're pro Taylor. Um, but we're not Swifties. No. Um, so this, uh, this, uh, this article is called. It starts with a picture of a woman just clutching garments um, with mm-hmm. a crazy look in her eye. A young mm-hmm. woman. It's called, What Would You okay. Do for a Taylor Swift Sweatshirt? Outside a stadium in Tampa, hundreds of fans waited overnight in the rain before scrambling for Eras Tour merch. Tampa, Florida. Did you hear about the wom- the women who hid all night underneath the truck? Rumors were flying outside the Raymond James Stadium more than 36 hours before Taylor Swift took the stage of the 75,000-seat site on Florida's West Coast. The rumors went from person to person. as an I've seen a concert there, by the way. Oh, cool. Uh, Jars of Clay and DC Talk. Oh, fuck yes. <laughs> they filled that stadium? <laughs> yes. God oh, you can damn. get so many Christian teens in Florida, Central Florida. Yeah. Did they have like five other bands with them? There only like one. It was like there was, all, but it was also like a Billy Graham's son was preaching or something. Oh, okay, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Um. um <laughs> anyway, go go on. Um. <laughs> the lines Taylor outside Swift, the stadium Raymond last week were made up of fans of all ages willing to put up with hours of discomfort to buy souvenirs tied to the singer's heiress tour. Many of them arrived well before sunrise. When word went out certain prize items might be sold out, some Swifties spoke, Swifty spoke darkly of resellers with suitcases who had brought up boxes of T-shirts. There was also talk that a couple of women had spent the night beneath a merchandise truck. That turned out Those to be hoes. true. Uh, sluts. One of the women, Larissa Roberts, had the selfies to prove it. <laughs> Grainy photos showing that she and a friend had spent hours taking shelter from the rain under the official heiress truck. No one was here, Mrs. Roberts, an interior she's uh, an interior decorator from Trinity, Florida. Oh, I got excited there for a second. <laughs> oh, that would have been amazing. Um, that, that being the name of our high school as well. Um, said yeah. of the scene outside the stadium when she arrived between 2 a.m. and 3 a.m. She added that uh-huh. she planned to buy sweatshirts for her daughters. Um <clears throat> what time of day did the store did this merch open up? She's getting there at two or three AM. Yeah, let's see if we get there. Okay. Um her daughters. So Shirley Vogler arrived, uh made it to the Aerostruck ten PM the night before. I think that's now forty eight hours before the concert. I'm not sure <laughs> she um Moved spot by spot by security guards in the pre-dawn hours. 5.45 a.m., uh, she was among hundreds of people's camped out on the sidewalk. Uh, Ms. Vogler, 31. 31? I can't mm. think. One thing if you were 21, Miss Vogler. But um, fans were able to buy 
merchandise inside the stadium on each of the three nights that Miss Swift would perform. So why bother waiting all night in the rain? Miss Vogler, who had tickets to a show, said it was because of what she'd seen on social media, specifically TikToks about how bad all the arenas are with the merch lines of the traffic. Uh-huh. Um, I, it seems to me that you have escaped one bad line and put yourself into a worse one. So much worse. <laughs> um, several other fans ha- mentioned having seen posts by Bailey McKnight Howard one half of a twin influencer duo, Brooklyn and Bailey. Oh, wow. Can, you can conjure that image in your mind, right? You don't even uh, need I know to exactly what these people look like. Yes. Yeah. Um, an Instagram account with nearly 9 million followers. A few days earlier, oh Miss McKnight Howard had put up pictures of herself waiting outside AT&T Stadium in Arlington. She had modeled a newly purchased blue crew neck sweatshirt, the most sought after item among fans. Um, I'm going to look at the Instagram post now. Um, okay. Oh, this woman's actually crazier looking than I thought she'd be. Mm. Oh, God, it's the most basic sweat. It's just a blue sweatshirt with the tour dates in black on the back. Nice. Classic. You know, uh, shirts and sweatpants are considered like, you know, uh, semi-business casual at least now. Yeah, so. dude, I love a good sweatshirt. Um, I don't. What? You don't. That's like the opposite of what you'd wear. Yeah, wear like I, I, sweat- I'll, I'll wear a hoodie. Yeah, I, I, hoodies are all right with me. I don't wear sweatshirts much, but I just like I like that. I'm just a cotton. I'm a cotton dude. I like a That's good fair. cotton, uh, cotton outerwear. Um, just like these ladies. Yeah. Oh, they, there's nothing flashy about it. Sweatshirt had no sequins or embroider, embroidery or hidden pockets. Just your average everyday sweatshirt with Miss Swift's name and Eras Tour printed across the front. Um. If you close your eyes and conjure a blue crew neck sweatshirt, your mental image would probably be matched up with this in-demand item. One thing made it special was the fact that unlike some other tour souvenirs, it was not available in the merch section of taylorswift.com. Uh-huh. It was notably the rare garment for sale that day without Mrs. Swift's face printed on it. Now, that's interesting. Um, that, like, people who don't want to walk around with her face on their chest. Okay. Um, all right. There's a picture of uh, just people waiting in line. It looks just awful. Mm-hmm. Um, the resale, yeah. the resale on sweatshirts is three hundred dollars, dude. I, if you want it that bad, drop the three hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, stand in line. Yeah, that's so much better than standing in line for two days, yeah. sleeping under a bus in the rain. I, I mean, that's just your designer piece of clothing for the you know, the year, whatever you know your your budget is for such things um yeah. uh Alyssa Missay personal injury specialist from Lando Lakes Florida uh joined the line before 5 30 a.m she said her teenage niece had given her strict instructions the sweatshirt the sweatshirt <laughs> <laughs> why isn't the teenage niece at the show oh, I guess she's probably at the, going to the show but not yeah she might be at school time. I don't know yeah um School does not rate. Uh, oh, no. Here's uh, Vanessa, Venetia Jardin, uh, a sophomore in high school. Uh, she said, I'm missing school for this. Her mother, Chris, <laughs> C-H-R-Y-S, was sitting in a nearby uh-huh. parked car. I was like, there's no way I'm missing merch just to go to school, Miss Jardin said. <laughs> That's America. <laughs> I mean, she managed to convince her parents. She had she planned to buy at least five items, including the you-know-what. I guess that's the blue sweatshirt. 
Um, uh, we should have wow. Martha come on. My sister, she's a huge Swifty. Uh, uh, discuss this. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Um, oh God, this person uh, is a seven-week-old. In the line. Yes. Uh, uh, please, God damn it. No. Um. I. I. You know. I. I have to say. Uh, I have often been looking at a merch table and been like, shit. The one T-shirt that's good is sold out. Oh uh, yeah, my size. Totally you typical. Know? Totally typical. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah. Um, I uh, can't imagine any piece of band merch really worth that. Even, you know, I yeah. Even Radiohead, I can't imagine uh, finding my one item I wanted sold out and being like, well, time to uh, time to sleep under a truck. Here's the here we've got to the the end at 8 a.m. Two hours before the merchandise was to go on sale, stadium workers opened the parking lot. Some fans tried to respect the existing line as others rushed to the front because many people have been waiting <laughs> at different locations. There was a scramble. Fans who tried to abide by an honor system found themselves more or less out of luck. <laughs> this is really American. Everyone started running from all different directions. I can picture this so clearly. This is so great. Far, uh, no back, honor among people, Swifties. Farther back, some people squabbled with those trying to cut in. Back of the line, or I'm going to have to put you in jail. An officer with the Tampa Police Department could be heard saying in a video of the scene recorded by a fan. <laughs> to a 14-year-old girl. Some people cheered no, uh, as several apparent line cutters obeyed his orders. Um, oh, man. Yep. That's great. That's too okay. That's a great punchline. Yeah. <laughs> wow. uh, um, Man, these people, and then at the your reward is just spending like, yeah, fifty dollars on a crappy. But like they're they're walking out with like three bags. It's like three hundred fifty dollars. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, just I mean, on one item though, is probably seventy five to a hundred. Yeah. Um. You know. Um. At 10 a.m. for the, Taylor Swift. At 10 a.m., the line lurched forward. A pair of AirPods flew into the air and landed on the ground. Their owners seemingly oblivious. <laughs> <laughs> that's another. Th- what is it? What are AirPods? Two or three hundred dollars? Yeah. Uh, that's another. That's another two hundred three hundred dollars sacrifice for this. So sweet. Um, let's see, um, let's see what the if the New York. Um, let's see what the the. Uh, the button is here. As 5 p.m. approached, the salespeople began straightening up the trucks and peeling off the tour T-shirts. When asked if they got to keep the shirts they had worn that day, one of the workers said no. <laughs> Instead, they folded them or turned them to the stacks to be sold to the next day's fans. Isn't that so gross? The salesperson said, don't tell. Whoa. <laughs> that actually blows my mind. That's wild. I would think you would just give people the shirts as a... Uh you know, in-kind $4 expense for their labor or something, um, which is what it actually talks about. It's not in-kind $4. It's a four, you losing $40, though. You could just make more of these things. They cost nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, um, Taylor, I'm glad she's going to be, she and her children's children's children will be taken care of. I'm really happy mm-hmm. for that. And I'm glad these people are getting clothes to wear uh, rather than being naked, which would suck. Um, so yeah. I don't see any problems. Um, no, I, you know, <laughs> I think this is, uh, this is how it should be. Everyone's this acting the behavior. way they should. <laughs> uh, 
we're just in good shape here. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you know, I guess that's my thing. Uh, there's something there's, uh, maybe this is aristocratic or something. Uh, it's one thing to pay for something. It becomes undignified to uh, slavishly wait for something. Correct. Um, you know? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. In general, lines, I think, are beneath people. Don't do them unless you have to. Especially not for a sweatshirt. Yeah. Yeah. Band merch. Yeah, especially not for anything that is merch. Like, literally just a, uh, a cash grab. Like, um, you have to have some self-respect, I guess. You do. Um, yeah. You do. I, but you don't. You do, but you, you don't. don't. <laughs> uh, and with that, um, yeah. Yeah, no, yes. <laughs> Let it end. We'll think of some uh, appropriate song for that sentiment, maybe, mm-hmm. and close us with it. Yeah. Give us five stars on All Spotify, right. people. Yeah, ooh, Spotify. Yeah, yeah. hit us up on Spotify. Yep. Let's see if that can make us take off. Let the algorithm do, the, do our work that we never did for us. Mm-hmm. And now I got to go walk the dog. All right. Good night, Joe. Good, good night, night to June, too. She's a good doggy. <laughs> uh. <laughs>